Mama Mary, um, how you doing? It's been a while. I know, I'm doing great, actually. Just trying to get stuff back in order and... I know, it feels kind of weird. It does. Everything's a bit off because of COVID-19. That's, if you're fancy, you say COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> the COVID. The COVID. That and just life is just... For us not being able to do anything, it's crazy, I think. Yeah, it does build up on, on you after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. And kids, and they need to see their friends. That's... That's all I hear about, like nonstop. Mm -hmm. Just I think what was it? Um, Lily last week she she was determined that um she was going to see her boyfriend the day that um the lockdown went off. (laughs) Honey, it's not off. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that doesn't mean you get to go see him that day. And she's like, fine. And she walked in and slammed the door. I'm like, I'm like, well. You'll be all right. I've got enough of you. One of you are always going to be mad at me anyway, yep. so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> all right, so today we're going to cover... Um, so today we're going to cover two locations that come with some pretty interesting stories. Yay! One is the Demon House that was in Gary, Indiana, and the other is the Yellow Motel that was in Allegan County, Michigan. Now, before we start... Um, just so you know, neither of these buildings are standing anymore. They they are gone. Completely gone. They are. However, I know the Yellow Motel, you can still go visit where it was. And you can, and there's like little pieces of the foundation that are yeah. still there that you yeah. can still detect. You just, you do have to, if, if, if from my understanding, you do have to do a little bit of walking to get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I read up to. Uh, and as far as the Demon House, you can see the basement part of there, parts of the basement out in Vegas at Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. I did get to see that. That was the room, like, you gotta sit through them telling you what it is or whatever, and then he, like, recreated the basement but took the stairs and the dirt and made it how, how it was, where they say that was the portal, and then, (laughs) and you only get to look through, like, these little windows, and then they, they're closed at all times, and until they allow you to see it, then they then they bring up these windows to make it all like dramatic, dramatic. and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's basement stairs and dirt. It's like a Michigan oh. basement. <laughs> like scary stuff. <laughs> so uh, today I'll cover most of the demon house, and then Mama's gonna hit on the yellow motel. Yep, because that's just how we roll. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. We're going to start with the Demon House, um, some basic information of it. It was located at 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana, built in 1960, built in 1926. Did I say 62? You started to. That's oh, my right. God. Built in 1926, this two-bedroom quaint house caused a bit of commotion for the area in 2011. The Amon family moved into the rental house. It was Latoya Amon's, her mother, and her three children. There are many stories circulate, circulating about there, about there as to the events they had in the house. They say it started about a month after they moved in and bleh, moved into the house in 2011. The kids would talk dark things to somebody that wasn't there uh, or couldn't be seen by the eyes of others. They would hear footsteps, see shadows, move across rooms, move across rooms, and flies would cover their door in the dead of winter. Yeah, even people walking by would see that. Yeah, that's... That's creepy. That is creepy. 
Mm. And so also the kids would start chanting. And that's actually what led them to take the kids to the hospital. And the hospital room was was the family, a social worker by the name of Miss Washington, and a psychologist. They all witnessed the little boy walking backwards up the wall. Later, it comes out that the young boy had no knowledge or memory of doing this. There was clearly so much going through their minds while witness, witnessing this in their own with their own eyes. They were able to go home and they did blah. They were able to go home and they did it. What? Oh, they were able to go home. And they did a, a well check visit for the kids. Go ahead. My, my favorite part was um, when they were interviewing the social worker. Mm-hmm. I think it was the police officers. They're like, well, what did you do when you walked backwards up the wall? She's like, uh, I ran out of the room. room. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, what did the psychologist do? Uh, he ran too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the caseworker said, oh my God, there was two caseworkers. The one experienced things while in the house after touching the blinds that were said to be dripping some sort of, like, oil. It got on her hand, and then her hand went all white and pale. Oh. Because there was two separate social workers. The one, Miss Washington, she was one at the hospital. So in this one, and then um, the caseworker, she had some unfortunate events happen after that. Uh, she had three broken ribs from a jet ski accident, third-degree burn from a motorcycle, broken hand from hitting table, and also a broken ankle. Many people that got involved in the case, such as the priest, clearly used for... Many people got involved in this case, such as priest, clearly used for an exorcism, which did take place, not only to LaToya, but a previous tenant's daughter. Um, not why I, sure why I worded it that way. There... No, that makes sense. Um, because when they when they did the exorcism on LaToya, there was police officers there, yes. too, investigating the home. Yes. That's what made it really interesting, I think, about this story, is it wasn't like a typical exorcism. They were actually investigating it as a police investigation. Investigation. Yes. And that's what makes this fascinating, because it's all facts. It's not like uh, like a ghost hunting Well, right. It wasn't us going in there and we're the only ones that witnessed it. It was was everybody, your normal, your police officer, your caseworkers, like upstanding citizens that help the community witness this stuff. Now, in the Zach Baggins documentary, he went as far back as locating the family, the other family that lived there before uh, the Amons. Mm-hmm. And the mom brought her children and whatnot. And the one girl, uh, everything was, the mom didn't, she never went to the basement. However, her brother, she had a dream of her brother getting murdered and he did get murdered. And he lived in that, the, the basement bedroom that was down there. And uh, say they came to visit. She didn't want any part of the basement. She went back upstairs, but the kids kind of hung out and asked questions and stuff. Now, the little boy, he seemed concerned, generally concerned. Yeah, he was creeped out because he wanted to know if he, it was going to come back to him. Exactly. And so some shit went down with the daughter. Uh, she <laughs> stabbed herself with a pen right in her wrist. Like, they referred to it back as, like, the crucifixion of yeah. Jesus. Yep. And she had the holes in her wrist or whatever. And some other weird shit happened with her. Now, she went and had an exorcism by the same same priest. Yes. But they went to the church to do it. Um, and then in the video, because that's during the documentary, uh, he, uh, you could see it. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, she she was fine at first. She's sitting there. Everything's fine. And then she drops. And it was just really, really weird to watch, for sure, I thought. And I do, however, like that they did it in a church versus, like, at the home where other things could get attached and stuff. Now, the Amons family, they refused to go back when Zach wanted to interview them and ask questions. Like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, like, I thought I thought it was funny when the, the brother went and they, oh, yeah, they, then they kicked him out. They kicked him out. Uh-huh. They wouldn't let him back in the house. They're like, uh, oh, <laughs> hell to the nail. So 
see that that daughter or the the woman that lived there before the amen she moved out of there she was 10 years old when they moved so she wasn't there since she was 10 years old mm -hmm. now she's got a family of her own and stuff and i just thought that was really interesting that he went that far back got them to come to try to you know to get information to yeah. actually get because, information yeah because with the amens there was a lot of um I say hear, hearsay stories or whatever, because with any good story, it may start out with a little ball of truth, and then it snowballs, and then you get, like, a bunch of lies in there, too, but it makes it, like, a really awesome story, and I think that's what Zach Baggins was trying to figure, excuse me, figure out. Yeah, it wasn't a really awesome story. It was a lot of speculation. What, right, was it to... all real? Was it partially real? Whatever. He ended up locking himself in that house, Yeah. and he freaked out a lot. Well, his one camera guy, remember that guy? Yeah, and he goes downstairs and shit, and then at the end of the thing, he's like freaking out. Yeah, it was. You guys have to watch it. That's free on Prime, so yes. if you have that, just go watch it. So uh, after I want to say their story goes after Zach Baggins bought the house to see what it was all about. He was doing his due diligence and researching and interviewing people that knew about the house and its activity. He invited how, how was her? I want to pronounce her. Is it Mickey? Mike? I don't think it was Mikey, but it's M-I-K-I was her name. That was the woman that came back when she was 10 to visit the house. He did ask her if the children had permission to enter. I'm yes. kinda, I went all over with my notes for some reason. Um, and then she did say yes. He made sure that he did get that on camera because he knows how it goes. You know, some things attach themselves. She agreed and went through the house and remembered her bedroom and all that. Then seeing the door to the basement, she said she never went down there and said if she, if she would only go if Zach went too and went first. Mm -hmm. So um, so they all went down there. Mickey said she had a dream about someone getting killed. Well, it was her brother getting killed. Uh, say he, he already, I already said that part. I am so all over the place. Well, she, I think she said it bothered her the most there because she would say it over and over again and nobody would ever believe her. And I think um, that's like vital to the whole story because yes. when they researched the deaths in the house, there was an actual little boy who stayed in that room. I think it would... Was he four? Who had died in that room? That had a, yes. a previous, right? Like I don't. Obviously, he wasn't the owner, but somebody else who had lived there. Mm -hmm. They had died in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the house had a lot of history. That's for sure. Um, Zach bought the house in 2014. I said he did the documentary. That's he had. There's so much great information on there, and it took him three years to complete that. He he experienced a lot in the house as well as his crew, as we were just talking about. He brings up the story of the stairs in the basement. Now, if you see it, okay, now think about this. Why would the whole basement floor be concrete and not under the stairs? That's the only place that was dirt. dirt. Part. Mm -hmm. And I do have listed what they had found there, and um, that's what he has at his museum in Vegas, is those things. Um, so they did, they found a candle and a foil, like, bowl thing on top. So when the cops were there doing the investigations and stuff, so... In previous police reports on the house and things going on in the house, it was stated they had dug about two feet and found a fake nail, underwear, a comb, a pair of boy socks, a metal bar, and a red tin. Now, of course, stories went around saying it was some type of ritual. Someone made a portal to hell, uh, and the, the list goes on. That's why they, you know, it, it's got a couple different names besides the demon house. I also think they've been referred to as the hell house and stuff yeah. like that. Um so I really, really suggest watching the documentary on Amazon Prime, like we just said. Just look up Demon House. Now, there are so many more people involved with this whole thing. At least eight after the first stories of the Amons family suffered in some sort of way after being in contact with the house. So, okay, before I get into my question, is there? So, also, he went back as far as asking 
somebody's ex-boyfriend or ex-husband, you remember that part, to ask if they did some kind of ritual because he yes. was into stuff like that, um, and then he, like, ignored them. La- Latoya's, I do believe. I think it was Latoya's boyfriend. Okay. He, I think um, he went and asked him if he had done any kind of rituals, and he refused to comment. He did. However, if he did, though, but there was stuff that happened before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that That's the, the question. So... I think it's almost like a parent family, like a conjuring house type thing. Like if it, I think it was, something it had was to opened do, up. Yeah. Well, it had to do with the family. Something was found in the family, not so much the house to me. Because yeah, that stuff happened previous with that, you know, um, Miki's brother getting killed and stuff. So it was sad for her. It was a sad house. Now nothing weird happened until they, they went in. back. Mm-hmm. And then I think whatever or something was opened when they were there, but it I think it definitely had to do with the Amon family, not anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then it stayed. They, well, they had to kick some squatters out. Yes, because the squatters were there. Yep. Uh, Zach was super nice about it though. Well, they said they call it the Demon House because there's over two hundred demons. Two thousand or two thousand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um. So do you think someone did open a portal and let in demons? A medium that was brought to the house at one point said there were over 2,000 bad things in that house. Do you think there's a scientific reasoning for all the craziness? Um, It's most definitely an interesting story. And if you start researching, you better have a lot of time because it keeps going and going. Because they did bring in that science guy. I was going to say, well, they they brought that, yeah, they brought him in and they really worked hard at debunking And then he got super sick. He got extremely sick. He was hospitalized. Yeah, it was was crazy. All his organs started to shut down. Yes. So, like we just said, the theory about the Amon's ex put some kind of curse on them. The issue... Or my issue with that is whatever is happening has left them alone and does whatever it wants to the people inside the house. So, well, I think once um, that exorcism took place, it was stuck with the house. Okay. You see what what you're saying? saying. It was sort of like um, it no longer could attach. Gotcha. So really somebody needed to go in there and close the portal. Yeah. And just like um, they interviewed that priest later and they said that he should have never burned down that house. Because he did burn them down the house, and that's how he got the dirt. He should have left that house up. Zach Baggins, he tore that down. He, he tore it down. Yes. He didn't burn it. He well, tore it down. he should have left it up because all he's done is left it open space. Okay. And so now there's just an open portal there. Gotcha. And uh, which could have devastating effects. They need to close the portal. Yes. I say, yeah, he probably for sure needed to get somebody in there that knew. Well, I mean, I understand his theory behind it because he was trying to protect, you know, get rid of because mm-hmm. he didn't want anybody else because he locked himself, like, locked, locked himself in there. They nailed the windows and doors yes. shut and stuff and he lost his shit. That was some crazy uh-huh. shit. Um, I, me and the kids watched it. We had to watch it again. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He did a very, very, I'm not like... A, Drop dead blah fan of Zach Baggins. No. However, I think he did a great job putting this together, getting us the information, the right people. The information was very good. Yes, he stuck right to the point with the history and trying to get people mm-hmm. to to talk about it. And he was super nice about it. He wasn't like going in there like an interviewer or something, you know, like intimidating or anything. He was yeah. like, yeah, I, I think he did it very very well. And I am very happy, well, not happy, I guess. I think it's neat that I did get to see that, the stairs or whatever, because I didn't Not even make the connection with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, now that I had done my research and watched the video and stuff, now I know the history more. Now I'd like to go back out there and see that. However, I did hear somebody say you need to visit that place twice. First time to go through and look at all the cool shit that you get to see. Second time, if you are open, you go in and then you focus on your feelings and what you're getting. What you get from them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, you know, your first time, you're like, oh, my God, i seen that in a movie. Or, oh, my God, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's 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 a really cool place, and I'll probably never get to Vegas again. However, if I ever do, that'll be for that reason to go again and actually go as who I am now. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, so yeah, it it is a cool story. I think the scary because that's not far from here. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not at all. Yes. Now we could actually go on. Um, uh, you just need to watch the the, yeah, the doc. documentary. Yeah, it all. it's super super good. So <laughs> have at it with the yellow motel. Well, this one's not as you know spooky, but I just I thought this one was really interesting. It's a little bit more historical wise, mm-hmm. which is also super duper close to us. I used to live it in is. Allegan. That's what I thought was like kind of. I'm like, oh, I never knew that. Nice. Well, because the the fact that it's linked to Al Capone and so a little bit of back history. The the reason it kind of clicked with me is you know obviously Al Capone is from Chicago. So like my um it would be my my great grandfather would have to I'm trying to remember the whole story so it's either my great grandfather or my great great grandfather I'm thinking my great grandfather he used to be a runner for Al Capone back and forth oh cool so I think that's why it kind of clicked for me but like not only is Algon County actually one of the most haunted places in Michigan there's tons of places. And I didn't even realize that Elgin County really kind of, like, profits off of Al Capone. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I started looking up places, and I'm like, Weird history in Elgin County. Like, when I didn't realize it until I lived there, and I'm like, this just seems like your normal Michigan type of town, you know? I'm like, oh. Oh, what now? Like, there's a lot of neat, known haunted locations to go visit there. Yeah. And and just history like that. the jail. The jail, um, the old moose, which I was trying to get us in there, and then all this shit happened. Because that, we drive by that every day when I lived there, and I just, I wasn't from there, but when I'd hang out with people that were from, oh man, you gotta get in there. And at that time, nobody lived there, so it looked even extra creepy. Well, yeah. You know, the coolest shit. Heck yeah. Well, like, um, so Al Capone, a, a lot of people say he took a lot of his murder victims here, and that there's underground tunnels. And that there's even, like, quicksand, so when they were trying to get rid of somebody, and I'm doing quotation marks, and I say that, and they would throw them into the quicksand to get rid of these people. Right. But, but um, him and his men stayed at the Yellow Motel at the peak of his power in the 1920s, because it, it was perfect for what he needed to do. He had the underground tunnels, and he used those for um, the escape routes, like I said, the quicksand, and uh, he would even bury him in the woods right onto the property. So it's known extremely, extremely for like the paranormal activity. Sometimes they say that they see his car, mm-hmm. they see red eyes. Yeah, I've heard and that. before the building was gone, they used to report seeing a woman standing in the window. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, like, when you drive up, I, I do have pictures that you can still see, um, like the, the curved drive, yeah, a little bit of it. And they, some people even say they see, like, um, a ghostly dog that guards the area. And then sometimes the motel even turns into, like, a ghostly blue. Like I've heard that, yeah. Where yeah. it used to stand, you would see the shadow of a blue. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I do, I have heard that people around that area do kind of guard it themselves, that they don't like people coming there. Right. But it is on state property, I do believe. It is. So they can't say shit. So I don't know how that works, you know, when it comes to... Right. I would like to know, or if any of our listeners were ever went there or seen it, 
while it was still up, like back then. I think that would be cool. But let us know. Like they, they have um, a report that uh, where like a man and a wife, they spent the night there and their honeymoon and he found out that she wasn't a virgin. And so... <laughs> Sorry. I know. Well, hot right? damn. And he killed her and he jumped from the window, killing himself as oh, well. Oh, well, who wouldn't do that? I mean, come on. And then it burned down in the 90s, which mm-hmm. they obviously, was, they think it was burned down by somebody else. But um, some say the ghost burnt it down to be Ooh. rid of it forever. I just wanted to say it like that. Yeah. But we do have the address here. Um, it's located southwest of Elgin and east of the tiny town of Bravo on 112th Avenue. So if you travel west on 112 from Elgin, once you get to 50th Street, the site is right there on the southwest corner. For anybody who wants to... Venture out there. Yeah. Check it out themselves. Cool. Yeah. To go. I wish the building was still there. I know it would be like old and stuff, but it would still be cool to like, I don't know, go see and whatnot. I know there's a lot of stories that um, circle around that location. Now, uh, Capone, he actually had a lot of hangouts in Michigan, that, which is cool yeah. to think about. I'd heard about, was it Gun Lake? I've heard. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a... Um, so I think a lot of his hangout places were also like part of the Purple Gang hangout places too, because mm-hmm. that they were a big deal up here as well. Uh, and then up by like the Traverse City area, I believe, or up that get, going up the coastline. It's not a coast, <laughs> Lake Michigan there. <laughs> That's our mini enough. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan's mini ocean. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make reservations there, um, probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> or take yeah. a tent. Yeah. Take a tent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they say it used to even be um, a meeting place for, like, the Coven of Witches. Oh, yeah, i seen that. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it is. Every Before place is down, uh, yeah. Coven of Witches. I, 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 I love Coven of Witches. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a book? I don't know. It just sounds fun to say. I just had an idea. Did you see my face? <laughs> I think we're going to write books. <laughs> it's the new thing. I'm just saying. I really think that's that we need to do that. We need to write books. It's like we're recording outside. Weird. Oh, I don't know if it was warmer like it was like any other day, but today we could have went and done uh, on site at Striker or something. I know that'd be fun. No, we need to. <laughs> I know once everything starts opening back up, we'll uh, we'll get back to normal. Now, some people they did they did go to um, like investigate it. Mm-hmm. Most, of course, they did during the day. They couldn't locate any evidence of tunnels or quicksand. Yeah, for they that. um they the one thing they did notice that even though they're in you know in a forest, they didn't notice any kind of signs of like animals. Like hmm. they okay. thought they thought it was odd that it was like quiet, as quiet yeah. as it was. Where if you would you were in a forest, you would think that you would hear some kind of birds, chipmunks, all that fun stuff. So they yeah. did think that was weird. And um, I did notice that when, because I went through like the reviews of what they posted after that. Yeah. And there were some people who, you know, that they've gone out there and they've had their own experiences where they've seen things, they've seen eyes. and But there, I did notice like one comment where they said none of that ever existed there ever. So I almost wonder if that's one of those homeowners that are located yep. near it and just want you to stay away because they don't want people wandering <laughs> around in that area. And they understand that, but I'm all about like respecting, you know, the property and stuff when we go see places like this. Because <clears throat> we've, you know, been to cemeteries. Some cemeteries, like nobody really lives around, but somebody can't, you know, you, you show your respect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, something like this or any type like that, and you know that there's a story behind it, don't choose to live there then. Because yeah. you, you're living by a piece of history. People love history. People are going to go it's, look. The ghost stories are cool, but it's the history that's with it. Not so much the ghost story. At least for me, it's going to see a piece of history that, you know, 
mm-hmm. was there it did this oh cool there's ghosts like sweet but i think everybody needs to be respectful on both sides so you need to be respectful of the people that are coming to look at it and vice versa well yeah if it's state lynch you can't do anything about it anyway so right why well, waste your energy <clears throat> arguing because you're never gonna win <laughs> yeah pretty much you're not. <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, waste energy. Mm-hmm. Well, she got there. Well, that was pretty much, you know, they they really didn't find a whole lot. Like, they were looking for the tunnels and things like that. They did talk about um that the creepy feeling of, you know, being watched. Yeah. And they made the statement. They didn't really know if that was maybe neighbors watching them. Right. Or even subconsciously because you're trying to you're find something. You're creeping yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really, that's, you know, that's the basic gifs of the story. There's not a whole lot to that story. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just a really interesting, fun fact that you wouldn't even think about Ellen, Elgin County. No, right. That it's it's that there close. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and Al Capone was like big gangster and shit. And then like he hung yeah. out there. Who cares if there's any ghosts there? He hung out there. That's kind of cool. You know, it's, it's one of those things. They had a tennis court. Yeah. So that's pretty badass. So he liked to play tennis, apparently. Yeah. Bouncing heads. But they just lots of different, different pictures. pictures. Yep. Pictures of the tennis court and the driveway and three would, beans. I mean, it would be cool. We'll have to go out there and visit sometime to like a minute. It looks like you something. can you can Pretty almost drive out there. there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get out there once shit gets let up in the summer. It'd be a nice little walk anyway. When she she found a, a piece of the yellow hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, she left it there. Mm-hmm. I hope she did too. You know, average. I mean, I've come across some cool shit. And I'm like, man, this look awesome on my mantle or whatever. And I don't even got a mantle, but it would look cool on it. And <laughs> but no, you just don't. No, you always you always leave um, artifacts and stuff. Always. And I don't even remember um, what the place is officially called. I would have to look it up. I would just remember hearing about it when I was a little girl. And uh, it's up in Sheboygan. And it's way out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, called the Witch's Tomb or the Witch's Well or something like that. And there's mm-hmm. a story behind it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I remember my sister taking me there to look at it once. But the, the legend is, like, it's a long time since I've heard this story. So don't quote me on okay. it. And don't hate <laughs> me on it if I am wrong. Nobody's going to hate you. But I think there's either the the man killed his family out there. There was a home way okay. back when he killed his family mm-hmm. out there, and there was a curse. Okay. But there's either a witch's well of some sort or maybe a pile of rocks, and people would go out there, and if you would take a piece from that, you weren't allowed to leave until you put it back. And, like, there's, like, tons of accounts where people took a piece and their car wouldn't start. But right. if they went to put the stone back... It would start. It would start. Yeah, I've heard stories like that. You know... I would have to look it up, but yeah... Now thinking about that, it's usually an outside thing that people are trying, like a rock or a piece of tree or something. You think it's really a ghost or maybe the universe is just like, well, leave my it, shit alone? I think places like that are, you know, natural ley lines or power centers. Mm-hmm. You just don't. It's, you just don't do it. You just, just leave don't. it. It's, it's not yours, don't take it. It's a supernatural center. It's a paranormal center. That's what power centers are. That's why things occur there, whether they're good or bad. Right. That's why we naturally gravitate to those kind of centers to investigate them. Mm-hmm. But you leave it there because you take that shit home and you probably bad it. shit's going to happen uh-huh. to you. You're going to take it home with you and it's just just leave it. <laughs> just don't. Come on, Go man. To, get on eBay. <laughs> get on Amazon. Excuse Go me. to your local Walmart. Just order it. The Walmart. Yep. Anything else wear you your want mask. to talk about? Wear your oh, mask. Yeah, always wear your mask. Oh, my God. I went. Just, just go get it. I stopped at the gas station on the way over here, right? And here I am. I've been waiting to talk about this <laughs> since I stopped at the gas station on my way over here. Okay. I was going to make a post about this. I walk in. Okay. They got their... Um, their screensaver. 
Well, they're, they're plastic things up mm-hmm. or whatever. And I took my mask in with me. I have my handmade one. It's witchy, of course. That's why I love oh, it. Yeah. And so I'm like, do I need this? She said no. I'm like, all right. So I go back. I uh, just getting Ethan something to drink. And I walk up and I'm like, what in the hell? So they got all these masks, like the surgical ones, lined up here. Okay, singly, not wrapped, not nothing. You can buy them for five ninety nine. Okay, what? first of all, five ninety nine, way too much for just one. Two, um, hello, you're not requiring people to wear these masks in the store. So if somebody comes up and has the corona, so does that face mask. I'm sorry. Hello, duh. Selling them for five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. And then the handmade ones, they had a picture of them, twelve ninety nine. Okay, I'm sorry. I would sell mine for five dollars. That's the going rate because you you know you got your material blah blah blah. And uh, uh, what? No, no. First of all, no, just no. I couldn't believe the safety. There was no safety because that defeats the whole purpose of having it. Somebody. Anybody could walk in there, be a carrier of the corona. You buy one of these masks, they hacked all over because uh-huh. you're not wearing a mask in there not in even the first that. place. Just breathe on it just a little bit or spit on it. Anything. It travels with air. It stays in the air. Hello. I'm like, oh my God. And you're in a gas station. Second of all, it's not even a normal gas. It's a truck stop. So think about that. As you can tell, I'm very heated about this and very uh, passionate yeah. because I'm like, okay, if you're going to do that, do it right. If they wanted to sell them individually, wrap them, put them in little Ziplocs. Do what you need to do to keep them sanitized. You've defeated the whole purpose oh, of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just looking at them running my car, and I'm like, oh, man, should I say something to her? No, no. No, no. So then I'm telling everybody else that listens because I think I think everybody needs do not buy. <laughs> that just really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, yeah. You know, like the mask thing. You know, I get people not wanting to wear the mask because, you know, it's against their freedom. And I get that. I don't like wearing the mask. Oh, me neither. But then I think about, well, just working mm-hmm. where I work, too. I think about the drivers. Yeah. And I think about the, the workers that are in there. It's not about me. It's not mm-hmm. about me and what I don't yep, like to exactly. wear. It's the fact that they're doing me a service by being open. Yeah. I should, I should just wear that mask anyway because it shows them respect. And second of all, I'm all about your rights too. Like, I'm American as they can get in some things. I love apple pie. (laughs) I love guns. Safety first, though, when it comes to that. But I'm a gun-toting American flag-waving gal with my witch's hat. And your witch's mask. Yeah, but I have my mask because, first of all, I want this shit over with. So those 5% or whatever that aren't wearing them... You're making this last longer. Do what you're fucking told. And just like, wear, just wear the mask. We yell at the kids. It's we're just a bunch of toddlers running around the U.S. Is what's happening. Yeah, just wear your mask. And also watch out for those killer hornets. Oh, that's. Me and Sean were talking about that. I'm like, no. I was like, I'm definitely allergic to bees, but I've learned how to cope with bees. However, it's like a two-inch hornet. I'm not gonna be able to outrun it, and it's gonna kill me. And I can't. I can't do it yeah so they better get that shit under wraps you better put that corona in there and kill it because i don't want nothing to do with those yeah no. ever ever i wouldn't i would move somewhere where it's just winter all the time i'm just saying yeah no they can keep those those can go back to hell <laughs> because that's where they came from they go back to the demon house yep yeah, yeah, just go right back there it's okay i'll let you live your life out there just mm-hmm. fucking don't bother us don't quit eating our bees we need yeah. our bees mm-hmm. as much as clearly 
not a huge fan of bees because they will kill me with one sting. However, I've learned that I can't run fast anymore. <laughs> so I've had to go, <laughs> I've had to do other things. Like, you know, stay calm. <laughs> Who yeah. would I do? And then I'm like, not today, little bee. Go find a flower. And then they go away. But however, I don't think a big demon hornet would go, I kill you. I'm a killer hornet. Like, what else is it going to do with that name? Oh, could they have named it anything? The memes are hilarious. They're like, people are, they're stopping being scared of COVID-19. Release the killer hornets. I'm like, who comes up with these? (laughs) It's like, it's like we're in uh, the Mockingjay. Oh, yes. It's just freaking nuts is all it is. Like, everything is just, it's garbage right now. So we're doing the best we can. I'm losing my mind. Can you tell? We're all right. We're okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) It will be fine when we get to schedule our trip to Salem. Because I bought my hat. I bought my cloak. I'm fucking ready. Like so awesome. I've been, I've been torturing, torturing the kids, making them watch like like haunted places mm-hmm. in Salem. They're like, "Mom, just quiet. Just you and Sissy need to go out there." Like it's a haunted forest. We're going. I'm like, shut up. Watch this. This is some serious it's, shit. I wish I knew when they were gonna open shit back up because right now would be the time to buy our airline tickets. However, we don't know if shit's gonna be open back yeah. up. Like this is some serious shit. There's some witches that are mad right now, and they're going into that haunted forest. Shut up. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I must watch this. Give me my hat and shut <laughs> Need up. My hat. This is important. <laughs> I've got to seat it. <laughs> Have you seat it? Don't make me rewind this. Because <laughs> I will. What's rewind? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It's just been so long. This has been great. Um, we are going to try to get back to normal with things. It's been hectic back and forth to work for me because they can't figure out and if anybody from my work's listening love you (laughs) it just um yeah our schedules have been hectic trying to be homeschool teachers and we both got seniors and Uh hellacious just like everybody else but we're all we are all in this together and you got a friend in me (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what made me do that (laughs) so funny oh uh talk a little bit more about the uh over the veil, golden veil. Across the golden veil. Yes, thank you. I was yeah, going to have it one time I tried. It is. <laughs> it's up and running. So if you go to um, the www.acrossthegoldenveil.com, it pulls it right up. So mm-hmm. you can listen to it right there. And then it's also all over our Facebook All over pages. the Facebook yep. pages. And then... um. The new playlist is getting released tomorrow, okay. and then I'll have pictures of the playlist and put it up throughout the day that'll show what's what's playing next. Okay, yeah. Because she's on top of her shit. I have not been. I'm sort of on top of my shit. I had sort four of. weeks off. You know how far ahead we should be in this? And then my true crime one but just got doing, totally put on halt. But like, you're doing family time. That's a little I, bit different. I am doing family time. Those fuckers. They don't even appreciate me. Well, At least, like, my four listeners, don't. like, will email me and appreciate me. And that's where I'm getting my loving from Perfect Strangers. Let's see? That was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, go to the Facebook page, and our podcast is all over there. Well, clearly. A couple, 
couple I'm like, of the clearly, other ones. clearly. So, Mama set that radio station up for us, and we will, we just, we need to sit down one of these times, make an actual schedule, and stick to it. We need yep. to stick to our guns, tell our families, hey, look, no, this is our time. Oh, yeah, because we want to start going live on that. Yes, where you guys can interact, which would be totally awesome. I want to do, what I really want to do is, like, live psychic readings on there without knowing the people that are calling yeah. in. So, I really... I will watch that, because <laughs> I'm still just a baby. <laughs> So I will watch and learn. I cannot do that. And then we'll try to, at least for the Paranormal XL podcast, try to uh, get on there and do some, well, we will. Well, we decided on like two times a month. Yes. Um, yep. We'll make it the same time, same day each month, so that way you guys know when you can call in and stuff. But be able to interact with us. We'll let you know what the topic is. So if you guys want to call in with questions or have facts on the place or just tell us how awesome we are or... <laughs> Or something. Yeah, whatever you want. I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. It will be. It'll definitely be a lot of fun. Um, So now I'm just rambling because I really, really miss recording, and I didn't realize it until just now. <laughs> I've just been an emotional wreck. <laughs> Gigi is a hot mess. That's all right. But Mama still loves me. Yes. I don't even know why. <laughs> so you have anything else to add to all this goodness? No. No? No. Nah. I think we're good. Yeah? Till next time? Mm-hmm. We should probably do it in a couple of days. Probably should. <laughs> do it. Oh, I'm heading up north, though. Oh, that's right. The next week. Well, I'm going to try to get two more weeks off work, so we'll see how that goes. And then right. we'll get together. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be able to leave my house between and then leave back to my house at 5. That's good timing. It is good timing. Mm-hmm. It's right in the afternoon. All that fun jazz. So anyway, sorry, guys. You guys didn't need to hear that part, but... <laughs> So, thank you for joining us on Paranormal XL Podcast. Can I make a commercial for the radio station? Because yeah. I want to use that funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> Email us everything at paranormalxl at writeme.com. And check out the Patreon page. Links are all over the Facebook. Well, links to anything that we're linked with yes. are on the Facebook page. Yep. Um, and Facebook is really the only outlet that I know how to work and manage. So, that's why I know Paranormal XL <laughs> mainly on there we do have instagram and stuff i just don't want to learn how to use it i'll be no, honest that's too confusing. it doesn't do what i need it to do for me yeah no so uh and remember don't yuck someone else's yum have it. <laughs>